Turn to your neighbor tonight. Say, neighbor, it's good to see you in the Lord's house. Turn to your other neighbor and say, neighbor, you might get saved tonight. And I hope you do. Amen. Amen. We're glad, again, that you're in the house of the Lord. And I'm excited tonight. We have a little uh, surprise for you this evening. And um, I'm going to ask a young man to come forward here in a moment. But uh, this is a young man that has uh, has become my brother, not only in law, but he, he has become a, a brother to me. And God has just been doing awesome things in his life and in his marriage. And, and God is using uh, Brother Keaton and Sister Emma, and he's just stirring them up. And he came to me about three weeks ago, and he said, man, God's just really been messing me up on some stuff. He's just kind of been downloading some stuff in my life. And he began to tell me what God had been telling him. I said, man, it sounds like you, you got a Wednesday night coming up. And uh, I'm going to ask Brother Keaton to come. And he's never done anything like this in, in a sense. And, and he's just stepping out in faith. And I believe that God's going to meet him here. But if you would stretch your hands toward him tonight. And just we're going to pray for him as he comes. God, we come before you. We thank you for the worship in this house. But God, I ask that you begin to minister to and through Brother Keaton tonight. Lord, that you, you and your anointing would come and minister to him. Lord, as he ministers to us, let your word come alive. And, Lord, let the fire of the Holy Ghost begin to consume him. And, Lord, we thank you for what you're doing in his life. And we thank you for the word he's going to deliver. And we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Give Brother Keaton a hand tonight. Well, like Jade was saying, I've never really done anything like this. So it might be a rough start with the nerves and all. So I can already tell you I like being back there a lot better. But, you know. Um, we're going to mainly be in Haggai chapter 1, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and just start off with the title, and my title is going to be, Where Are Your Priorities? And then I've got a, just a few questions. Are your priorities in the world, or are your priorities after the things of God? And then I'm just going to just jump into Mark chapter 8, verse 36 and 37. It says, For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? So I want to begin by telling you what the things of the world is. First thing is the lust of the flesh. The second is the lust of the eyes. And the third is the pride of life. We know this because the Bible tells us in 1 John chapter 2, verses 15-16, through 16, it says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world, if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all this in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And then in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22, it also says, Flee also youthful lusts, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that all that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. And then in Proverbs 8, Verse 13, it says, The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogancy, and the evil way, and the froward mouth do I hate. 
Now that we have scripture to back up what the things of this world is, which is again, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, which is found in 1 John chapter 2, and then also flee youthful lusts, which is in 2 Timothy chapter 2. We also know what to follow, which is righteousness, faith, charity, and peace, again is in 2 Timothy chapter 2. And we also know what, e- what the Lord hates, which is, which is evil, and he also has given us examples of what evil is, which is pride and arrogancy and the evil way and the froward mouth, which is in Proverbs 8. And then, so now, what is lust? What does it mean? The Greek word for lust is, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the word, but it means to show focused passion on what one truly wants or to greatly desire to do or have something. Where's your focus? Where's your passion? Where's your number one... Is your number one focus and passion on the things of God, or is it on the things of this world? The Bible is very clear what should be number one. In Matthew 6, verse 33, it reads, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Is the kingdom of God first in your life, or is more time spent with the things of this world? Are you replacing what should be first with the activities and excuses? And here's some examples. Basketball football, cheerleading, video games, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and then maybe with some excuses like, I'm tired, and this hurts, and that hurts. Don't you think Jesus, the one who carried the weight of all of our sins, the one who beaten and hung on a cross, was tired and in pain, but here we are saying, oh, I can't do or be there when it's something to do with growing the kingdom of God because it interferes with this and that and all the other things we've got going on in our lives. When we should be saying, I can't do this or that, because it interferes with the things of God. Notice what the Lord of hosts tells Haggai to ask the priest in Haggai chapter 2, beginning in verse 11. It says, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Ask now the priest concerning the law, saying, If one bear holy flesh in the skirt of his garment, and with his skirt do touch bread or pottage or wine or oil or any meat, shall it be holy? And the priest answered and said, No. Then said Haggai, If one that is unclean by a dead body touch any of these, shall it be unclean? And the priest answered and said, It shall be unclean. Then answered Haggai and said, So is this people, and so is the nation before me, saith the Lord. And so is every work of their hands, and that which they offer there is unclean. I don't want to be unclean. I don't want every work of my hands to be unclean. And I don't want what I have to offer to be unclean. So what are we offering? When the world looks at you, does it see clean or unclean? I don't know about you, but I'm ready for God to begin to shake the nations and to fill his house with glory and the desires of every nation to come where all we have to offer is clean. And in Haggai 2, verse 6, it tells us, For thus saith the Lord of hosts, Yet once it is a little while, and I will shake the heavens and the earth, and the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come. And I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. Now before I go any further, I just want to make it clear that I'm not saying you can't do and go to these activities and use social media and stuff. I'm just saying don't set your affections over the things of God. And don't be blinded and conformed to the world. 
When you're outside of the church, meaning don't act like the world, don't dress like the world, don't talk like the world, don't play and listen to the same music as the world, and it's time for the church to be the church instead of the church playing church. We should be the church outside of these four walls, not just inside these four walls. Because if you're acting one way in church and another way, when you're outside of the church, that's exactly what's keeping us from revival. In Romans 12, verse 2, it says, And be not conformed to this world, but ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Colossians 3, verse 2, it says, Set your affections on things above, not on the things on the earth. And Luke 12, 34 says, For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Are your actions reflecting on the things above, or are they things of this world? And are your affections and treasures of the things... Hold on, my bad, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Let's see, okay. There's no in-between. You're either honoring the kingdom of God... Or the world. In Matthew 6, verse 24, it also says, man can, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. So are the clothing you wear too tight, too short, or too low? You also might ask me, Well, how short is too short? How tight is too tight? How low is too low? Let me ask you this, why would you want to live as close as you can to a worldly line, so to speak, and expect the power of God to move and expect revival to come? In 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19, it says, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. For you are bought with the price, so glorify God in your body. In verse 19, it says, Our body is a temple. Our things that we put on our temple like clothing, glorifying to God? Is what we put in our temple, like music, glorifying to God? Is the way our temple talks, is that glorifying to God? What our temple watches, is that glorifying to God? If you want revival, if you want the harvest, you need to get as far as you can to that worldly line and run after the things of God. Again, you are either glorifying the things of God or the adversary. There is no in-between. We need to get ready for God to shake things up in our life because when He shakes things up in our life and when He is the number one priority, He will fill the house with glory and the desires of every nation shall come. Just like it says in Haggai chapter 2, verse 6, which says, For thus saith the Lord of hosts, Yet once it is a little while, and I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land, I will shake all nations, and the desires of all nations shall come. And I will fill the house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the former, saith the Lord of hosts. And in this place will I give peace, saith the Lord of hosts. Now I know that was a lot of reading, but I'm going to go ahead and read a little more. And this is going to be in Haggai chapter 1. It says... I think I got my notes mixed up. Give me a second. I'm sorry. Okay, it says, Then said Haggai, If one that is unclean by a dead body touch any of these... I actually already read that, didn't I? 
Okay. Here we go. My bad, guys. All right. Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, This people say, The time is not come. The time that the Lord's house should be built. Then came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet, saying, Is it time for you, O ye, to dwell in your sealed houses, and this house lie in waste? Notice in verse 2, the Lord of hosts says, This people, and not my people. I believe the Lord of hosts spoke this people because those people did not have the, their priorities straight and were not acting like his people. They wanted to, to dwell in their houses. They wanted to put their things before God. It's time for us to put our priorities toward God and become his people and not this people. In verse 5 and 7, you'll notice it says, Consider your ways. Now therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Consider can mean to fix the mind on or to carefully examine, to think on with care, to ponder, to study, to meditate on. So he's asking us to carefully and considerately examine where our ways are, or in other words, where our priorities are. Priorities that are in the wrong place is like what verse, verses 6 through 11 says in Haggai chapter 1. Ye have sown much and bring in little. Ye eat, but ye have not enough. Ye drink, but ye are not filled with drink. Ye clothe, but there is none warm. And he that earneth wages, earneth wages to put it into a bag with holes. So carefully look where you are with your walk with God. Are you making excuses or are you truly investing time for God more than you are with other things in life? And then continuing in verse 8, Go up to the mountain and bring wood and build the house and I will take pleasure in it. And I will be glorified, saith the Lord. Ye looked for much and lo, it came too little. And when ye brought it home, I did blow upon it. Why, saith the Lord of hosts, because of mine house that is waste. And ye run every man unto his own house. Therefore the heaven over you is stayed from dew, and the earth is stayed from the fruit. And I called for a drought upon the land, and upon the mountains, and upon the corn, and upon the new wine, and upon the oil, and upon that which the ground bringeth forth, and upon men, and upon cattle, and upon all the labor of the hands. We are the temple of the living God that has no agreement with idols, as it says in Second Corinthians 6, or chapter 6, verse 16. And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God, as God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. An idol can be and is anything that you are putting over the things of God. We as the temple of God need to build our temple with not just looking for much and bringing in little. As it says in verse 9, because a drought will surely come, and a drought causes stress on things that leads to sickness or death. If you look up what a drought can do to the harvest, you'll find that a drought leads to a crop stress and will lead up to a stalk disease. And the affected plants often have stalks that are hollow and are easily crushed or bent. Stalk rots can occur at any point in the stalk from the crown or below the soil line all the way up to the tassel that can cause lodging, which then leads to a rotting harvest. So have we looked for much and brought in little, where it has caused the drought to come to a harvest that is now rotting and then dying and going to hell? 
it's time to get our priorities set on the, on the harvest. And the harvest means the process of gathering in. And another way a harvest can rot is when it's been ready to gather, to be gathered in, but no one gathered it in. And there's a harvest out there right now that's ready. There's a harvest that is looking for more. There's a harvest that's out there that feels something's missing. And God is saying, go and gather them in. But if we are not careful, we will find ourselves doing what the people did in the book of Haggai, where we say, God, the time has not yet come. I'll do it later. Or God, that's not, that's not me. That's, that's not you. That's just me. Or I just don't have the time. Oh, but God, what will they think of me? And we try to come up with an excuse. It's time for us to get past what others may think and go out there and gather them in. Don't be the reason a harvest rots. It's time for us to build our temple where we allow the convicting power of the Holy Spirit to take place to where we won't walk in our flesh, but walk in a way that is pleasing to God. And you can't please God if you're in the flesh. And we know this because Romans 8, verse 8 says, So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Now in the book of Haggai, the remnant was doing what was pleasing to the flesh. And they had excuses of why they couldn't build the temple of God, but then would go and build the flesh. Are we building our temple with the things of God or with the things of the flesh? When we begin to fear before the Lord and build our temple for the things of God, and not the things of the flesh, we will then see a harvest that isn't in runs. We will see the unsaved saved, the blind unblind, the sick healed. We will see God's glory fill the house. Now I'm just going to finish reading uh, Haggai chapter 2, beginning verse 15. It says, And now I pray you, consider from this day and upward, from before a stone was laid upon a stone in the temple of the Lord, since those days were when one came to an heap of twenty measures, there were but ten. When one came to the press fat for, for to draw out fifty vessels out of the press, there were but twenty. I smote you with blasting and will, with mild dew and with hail and all the labors of your hands. Yet ye turn not to me, saith the Lord. Consider now from this day and upward, from the four and twentieth day of the ninth month, even from the day that the foundations of the Lord's temple was laid, consider it. Is the seed yet in the barn? Yea, as yet the vine, and the fig tree, and the pomegranate, and the olive tree hath not brought forth. From this day will I bless you. And again, the word of the Lord came unto Haggai in the four and twentieth day of the month, saying, Speak to Zerubbabel, governor of Judah, saying, I will shake the nations and the earth, and I will overthrow the throne of kingdoms, and I will destroy the strength of kingdoms of the heaven, and I will overthrow the chariots, and those that ride in them, and the horses and their riders shall come down, every one by the sword of his brother. And that day, saith the Lord of hosts, will I take thee, O Zerubbabel, my servant, the son of, I'm really not too sure how to say his name, saith the Lord, and will make thee a signet, for I have chosen thee, saith the Lord of hosts. And then I'll just leave you with one last reading, I promise. Philippians 4. Chapter 4, verse 6 through 8. It says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. 
Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Hi everybody, this is Pastor Jade Abrams here. I want to thank you for joining us today. And I also want you to connect with us. You can find us on all the social media platforms listed below. And we would love to catch up with you, hear what God has spoke to you, and continue to follow us. And we love you and God bless you.